This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee Jr. Today is Friday, March 22nd, 2019. It is quickly approaching 11 o'clock in the morning here in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Uh, Today's message, seven keys to happiness. Seven keys to happiness. Now, I'm taking this from the booklet that was published in 2015 that has been distributed to the Knights of, I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus, a recent member within the last year. And it's been a real blessing already in my life. And I received this book a few months ago when I first joined the booklet, technically. Uh, looks like it's about maybe oh, just about 70 pages, just over 70 pages. It's entitled Into the Breach. Written by the most reverend Thomas J. Olmsted, the Bishop of Phoenix. So I'm taking these seven these seven keys for happiness. These seven keys to be happy from his book right here. And I was reading this, and it's all about the book itself. I, I actually uh, did a message on this bo- uh, initial part of this book a couple months ago when I first received it. But I was rereading it, and... Uh, the other night, and I felt compelled to get this message out there because it's very practical ways that we as, now it's it's written specifically for Catholic men to get into the battle, to get into the breach, to say yes to God. But this can be applied to anyone. And the ultimate thing we're looking at is like what to do daily and monthly, some, some practical steps that we can take to be closer to Jesus to see victory and thus be happy. So I'm going to read these seven ways right here. And this is according again to the most reverend Thomas J. Olmsted, Bishop of Phoenix. And I, I, very, very practical advice. And I think if we do these things, I think we'll see a sea of blessings in our lives. I really do. All right. The very first one he says is to pray every day, pray every day. And I think that that's one piece of information. Now, a couple things. Uh, in the Diary of Divine Mercy, when St. Joseph appears to uh, St. Faustine, I remember real quickly, in case you're not familiar, Diary of Divine Mercy, Jesus appears to St. Faustina. And from 1925 to 1938 in Poland, everything Jesus tells St. Faustina runs in harmony with sacred scripture with the direct emphasis on his goodness, mercy, and omnipotence. Now, during those apparitions, Saint, our Blessed Mother Mary appears to St. Faustina. Uh, she meets her guardian angel. And where I'm going with this is she meets St. Joseph. And one thing St. Joseph tells St. Faustina is that every day, every single day, we should pray in Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Be, and the Memorare once every day. Now, my advice would be to take to pray the memory to our Blessed Mother once every day and the memory to St. Joseph once every day. Now, in the Holy Face apparitions, which occurred 100 years, roughly 100 years before the Divine Mercy apparitions, Jesus told Sister Mary of St. Peter, every day, every day, we should pray in Our Father, a Hail Mary, and a Glory Be in honor of the Most Holy Face of Jesus and also the Golden Arrow once. If you're not familiar, you can Google that prayer. Make sure you find it on a, uh, preferably I'd, I would recommend a good Catholic website for that prayer specifically so that you're, you're, because Jesus himself taught that prayer. You want to have the words exactly as he stated it. It's a very powerful prayer, blessing the holy name of God, 
And Jesus said, if we practice that prayer, the golden arrow, which only takes a moment to say, our Lord bestows choice blessings upon us. I'll say that again. If we pray the golden arrow prayer to the holy face of Jesus, Jesus bestows choice blessings upon us. Amen. That's his words. Think about that. Choice blessings, the best blessings. So pray every day. That 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 is it's it's absolutely critical. I was giving somebody advice. Uh, a gentleman went to college a couple years ago, and I told him I said I said that's a that one one piece of advice I want to give you just every day do that. At the least, some days do more, but at the very least, do that. Our Father, hail Mary, glory be every single day. If you could pray the golden arrow, that would be. I highly recommend that, as Jesus instructed, and the memorari to our Blessed Mother Mary and the memorari to Saint Joseph. All in all, if you added up those prayers right there, it, it would probably take five minutes per day. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So that, that five minutes, and if you're saying, oh, well, I only have five minutes. First of all, you're probably not saying that. But if you did say that, you're just so busy, you will see more time in your life. One thing I've learned is if we invest our time in Jesus, we receive more time in other aspects of our lives. Second step, examine your conscience before going to sleep. He goes on to write, take a few moments to review the day, including both your blessings and sins. Give God thanks for blessings and ask for forgiveness for sins, say an act of contrition. Great advice. If you're recognizing, this is, you're seeing right here, these are daily steps, like what actually to do. And when we do these things, we get closer to God. Number three, go to Mass. Now, obviously, this is, okay, if we can get to daily Mass, when those days happen, maybe for some of us, it's more frequently than others. Maybe for some of us, it's once a month to get to daily Mass. Get to daily Mass when you can. Now, with that being said, it's an obligation to God to worship God, get to Mass on Sunday, and Holy Days of Obligation. So going to Mass, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, Great miracles take place at the, at, during the holy sacrifice of the mass. First of all, we're receiving the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. So if we're looking to get closer to Jesus, if we're looking to be have more peace in our lives, if we're looking to be happier, see more blessings, getting to mass to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus is the way to, is, is a great, great way to do it. So I, I again, I want to make sure I'm extremely clear. Every Sunday... And holy days of obligation, make sure we're at Mass. And then when those, when we have the opportunity to get to daily Mass, when that may be, that's it. we really want to embrace those opportunities. You know, sometimes I hear people say, um, well, I don't have to go to Mass because I, I pray at home. I pray to God at home. My response, this is what we always have to ask ourselves. What did Jesus say? Okay. We have to. We have to ask ourselves because otherwise we rationalize and we start to go down a road of, well, this is what I think and this is what I think. This feels right. And that's a very dangerous road. Rational, rationalization is dangerous because sometimes we get away from the truth. So what did Jesus say? Well, first of all, Jesus said, yes, we ought to go to our inner room and pray. Right? Jesus said that. And our Father who sees in secret will repay us in secret. And our, if we read the context of that, the entire uh you know, paragraph there, what Jesus is saying is he's really asking us not to be, uh, not to pray to receive, you know, the benefits of, of being seen in prayer, meaning like, 
you know, look at me, look how good I am, I'm praying. Like that, I'm obviously paraphrasing clear, clearly. But so Jesus does say we ought to pray privately with God. And our Father who sees in secret will repay us. Now, we are also called for, to, do, to have public worship as well. And that is, when we, when we look at Scripture, remember what Jesus says at the Last Supper, do this in memory of me. Remember that in the book of St. John, chapter 6, Jesus is talking about how we must receive his body and blood to have life within us. So, and then of course we go back, remember Jesus, when he came, he did not come to uh, abolish the law, but fulfill the law. So the Ten Commandments are, still have, they, 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 they don't, Jesus came to fulfill the law. The Ten Commandments are still relevant. So we are asked, yes, to keep holy the Sabbath. So to, re, to go to Mass, with the reason I go to Mass, the, number, the main reason, there's, well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one is because I want to keep holy the Sabbath. I'm doing what God asked us in the beginning. That's what we have to do. I'm also going to go to church, and this is this is really in uh, in in counter to the to the argument where I you know someone just says I stay home and pray, and that's what I do, and that's what works for me. Can you receive the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus from home, like on your own? The answer is clearly you cannot. One can have a spiritual communion, but the I'm talking about the reality of that you know there's been uh i, I wasn't planning on getting into this today but i've i've you, there has been science done on the actual sacred host i'm talking about that once that host is consecrated scientists came to the conclusion that that is actual the actual body and blood of a man I believe, I'm not holding this information in front of me, I believe it was that it had the DNA breakdown of a man. But of course it wasn't, you know, they couldn't tie it to any specific man, obviously because they don't, you know, Jesus lived on this earth 2,000 years ago. But you get where I'm going with that. So you're, 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 that's, I want to drive that point home. Actual body, actual blood, actual soul, actual divinity of Jesus is being consumed within us. Then we get to hear the voice of our Lord more clearly. And as I've said many times, if we're receiving Jesus in the Eucharist, the question doesn't become, how do we hear the voice of the Lord? The question rather becomes, how do we not hear the voice of our Lord? Of course he would speak within us if we have him dwelling within our veins, within our blood, within our minds, bodies, hearts, and souls. Of course we would hear his voice. Of course we would do his will more clearly, more completely. And what does that mean? happiness, blessings. We know that because Jesus says that. Dire divine mercy, Jesus says when we say yes to him, we receive the presence of the Holy Trinity and we receive a sea of blessings. Our yes is really the ultimate prayer we can say. When we look at our Blessed Mother Mary, when we look at St. Joseph, it was really their yes to God. Their yes. Think about Jesus. His yes to God the Father that he would complete that mission. Our yes is the ultimate prayer we can say. But in order to say yes, it certainly makes it a lot easier when we receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. So go to Mass. Number four, read the Bible. And it goes, uh, 
it goes on to write here, pardon me, the Bishop of Phoenix goes on to write, St. Jerome so clearly tells us, ignorance of sacred scriptures is ignorance of Christ. Amen. Remember, the Word of God, that is, Jesus is actually the Word of God, right? We learn that. I know that our human minds can't technically wrap around, around that, that fact, but we find that out in scripture. But in order to, in order to get to know, uh, in order to get to know God, we really need to know what God says. Well, that's, that's the Holy Bible. It's the word of God. So we do need to spend, I think that's something we, we all, I'm, I know I'm personally being asked to do that more frequently. I mean, if we think about any relationship in our lives, think about the human being or human beings you're closest to in this, in this world. Could be, uh, you know, son or daughter, could be, you know, husband, wife, could be uh, best friend. It could be, you know, a parishioner. It could be anybody, I, you know, I, I brother, sister, could be anybody. But think about those one or two or three people that you're very, you're very, very close with. What's the common denominator on how you became so close? I think it's safe to say you probably spent time with them. You got to know them. You have to know what they say, what they stand for, what they believe. And obviously you agree with those things or you have great respect or admiration for, you probably have a lot of things in common on that, that regard. But where, where I'm really heading in here is this direction is in order to have a, a great relationship with someone, we have to spend time with that person. It doesn't mean we always have to, uh, you know, it doesn't mean we have to always be talking, but we certainly, there's times we should be talking and there's times we should be listening. And when we read the word of God, that's really where we're, listening to God. We're hearing him speak. We're getting, we're, we're, we're seeing it in print. So spend more time reading the scriptures. We really, we really need to know the scriptures because uh, like I said many times, we, we, before we take action in life, and I'm not talking about, you know, reactionary action where, you know, there's an emergency situation. We need to react. I'm talking about an action where we, we have time to ponder for, for some time. We need to always ask ourselves. I mean, obviously, in a reactionary situation, if there's a chance, we need to ask ourselves, what does Jesus want me to do? And then we need to act accordingly. But when we have time to ponder, that's a time where we can spend time in Scripture and see if Jesus is speaking to us through the Scriptures to see if God is trying to tell us something and be open to His voice and be obedient to His commands. Number five, keep the Sabbath. I just spoke about that really in detail and when I spoke about going to Mass. So we're going to go right to now, but that's... Actually, I do, want to, I do want to make reference to this too, by the way. Yes, I do. Okay, so this one right here, you know, keep the Sabbath. I think in modern society, we, we fail to recognize the importance of this. We've been blinded by the conveniences of modern society. So we always ask ourselves, what did Jesus say? Now, if one is saying, well, that was in the Old Testament back then, I go on to say, yes, Jesus came to fulfill the scriptures. Fulfill. So that does not abolish the Ten Commandments. Those are still, they have great relevance. But also we can look, and I just referenced, the Holy Face Devotion, given in the 1840s from Jesus to Sister Mary of St. Peter. It's also that the book itself is known as the Golden Arrow Book. Jesus denounces two of the grave sins of modern times, which we just, we in modern times, we, we, we say things like, well, that, that's not, I'm not hurting anybody when I do these two things. And those two things are, uh, number one, taking the name of God in vain. It is a very serious crime and it does not go unpunished. 
If you're doing it, stop. Just stop. And if you if you feel comfortable stopping someone who's doing it, do it. Just do it. You need to. Not because you're trying to be, um, you know, overly righteous or anything. You're just trying to be true because you're going to help that person because it is incredibly offensive to God. We find that out in the Golden Arrow book. Now, when you hear someone take the name of the Lord in vain, Jesus directs us. Here's a few great pieces of advice, if possible, out loud. Say the following. Say, admirable is the name of God. I'll say that again. Jesus said, say, admirable is the name of God. And say that in a spirit of reparation for blasphemy, meaning honorable is the name of God. We can also say, blessed be. Tell you, let me say this again. You can also say, blessed be the holy name of God. Amen. Get in the habit of this. It pleases God greatly. Be a defender of the holy name of God. Don't fall for the tricks and traps of modern society when they say, oh, it's not that serious. It doesn't hurt anybody. It's the second commandment. It's very important. And Jesus, when he comes back in in the 1840s to Sister Mary of St. Peter to give the holy face devotion, which was approved by the Catholic Church, and so many years of miracles have been attested to this devotion. It's so powerful. Please embrace that devotion if possible. The Golden Hour, the Holy Face devotion. You can find it on the podcast page. I've done many messages on that devotion. But let me maybe make sure I stay very focused on what we're talking about here today. Modern society has told us that that's not serious. But what, so we have to ask ourselves, what, what did God say? God said it is serious. What God says is more important than what human beings say. So that's very important. Remember that. Fear of, it says in scriptures too, fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. We must always go to our Lord to see what he has to say first. Now, as far as the Sabbath is concerned, that was the second grave sin in modern society that most people have decided that is not that serious, whether on their own accord or just they look at modern society, look at all these stores open on Sunday, and they say, oh, well, you know, I, I, I do need this, and I'd like to go shopping today, and I want to do this, and, you know, I, what's, the, what's the harm of me working today? And Well, the harm is, is that God asked us not to. God asked us, you know, I've, there's certain jobs that need to be done. Police, fire, hospital. Now, this are, these, what, we're, what we're talking about is, we're talking about necessary servile work needs to be done. That's, that's not debatable. What our Lord is talking about is unnecessary servile work. You know, and I was once very guilty of this. Once very guilty. I used to uh, have a job um, in a storage company and I, I always worked on Sundays. And I, I didn't realize at the time how offensive it was to God. When I found out how offensive it was, I immediately looked for another job because I realized I couldn't do that anymore. So modern society tells us it's not that serious, but it is very serious because God says it's serious. So I, I, I urge you, if you are desecrating the holy, day, the holy days, Sundays and the holy days, I urge you to do your best not to and to make reparation to God through the devotion of his holy face to pray to him and ask for mercy, appeal to his mercy. 
Jesus talked about in the, in the Golden Arrow how serious it is to desecrate the holy days of obligation and Sundays. What Jesus said. Okay, number six, go to confession. And this is monthly. Monthly. Or of course, if, if one has serious sin, you want to get to confession as fast as possible. Very quickly, I've talked a lot of times about confession. It has been a miraculous uh, a miraculous sacrament, as all sacraments are. It has been a miraculous healing sacrament of peace and harmony and happiness in my life. It has been wondrous, wondrous. How do I know that? Well, Jesus tells us that. Jesus said, the greatest miracles take place in confession and are incessantly repeated. I'll say that again. The greatest miracles take place in confession and are incessantly repeated. Jesus told that to St. Faustina in the 1930s. Now, I'll give you an example. I said I've, I've received more peace. Sometimes you, you just have just the stress of life. You're starting to worry about all these different things. And, you know, you might have something going on. Uh, might be a couple different. Maybe you're waiting for something to happen in your life. Whatever it is. But I assure you, if you are feeling stressed in any aspect, go to confession. Confess. You might not see, well, how are these sins affecting my stress? Just trust God. Just trust God. Go to confession. Confess your sins, and I assure you, you will walk away feeling so unburdened. You will feel such peace, such, and you will see such blessings in your life. All that stress and ugh, you know, the weight, you feel like you have the weight of everything, the weight of the world, as they say, on your shoulders. It will dissipate so quickly, and you will feel such peace in your life. You'll be so happy. And it's, it's, it's become such a shame that most, most Catholics don't take full advantage of this, this great miracle of divine mercy in the sacrament of confession for whatever reason. I think probably because, and this, is, this was me for many, many, many years, we just didn't think, you know, we had real, you know, what, what am I going to confess? What, you know, what sins do I really have? But we all have sins. We all have sins. And sometimes the closer we get to Jesus, the more we see our sins more clearly, too. Actually, not some, I think that's, that's pretty much the case. And lastly... It says, a build, now this is, again, for the Knights of Columbus uh, directly, but it says, build a fraternity with other Catholic men. So, of course, if you're hearing this and you're a woman, take that as you may. Build a, a, you know, a, a sisterhood of, of, of women that you can count on, that, that have same, the same faith goals as you, so that you can share and pray. I know that in my own life, as I'm getting closer to Jesus, our Lord Jesus is putting more people in my life that share his values, that are, in his, in, in, that are living lives in accordance with his will, in accordance with his teachings, and in accordance with the teachings of his church that he founded 2,000 years ago. That would be the Catholic Church. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for supporting. My name is Dennis McGee Jr., and this is The Jesus only speaks the truth podcast.